Welcome to the Broadband Bunch, a podcast about broadband and how it impacts all of us. Join us to learn about the state of the industry and the latest innovations and trends. Connect with the thought leaders, pioneers, and policymakers helping to shape your future through broadband. Join us on Facebook at The Broadband Bunch and see the latest episodes, news, and photos. The Broadband Bunch, as always, sponsored by ETI Software. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Broadband Bunch. I'm Craig Corbin. Thanks so much for joining us. Our guest today has more than three decades of experience as a networking and technology executive. In 2000, he founded Colubris Networks, a leader in advanced Wi-Fi solutions for wireless ISPs and carriers, which was later acquired by Hewlett-Packard. In January of 2013, he joined Positron Access Solutions Corporation as their chief strategy officer. Six months later, took over as president of the organization. Our guest is an expert on data communications and previously served on the boards of Corredient and Acedian. He earned bachelor's and master's of science degrees in computer science from Sherbrooke University in Quebec and holds multiple networking-related patents. The president and chief technology officer of Positron Access Solutions, Pierre Trudeau. Pierre, welcome to the Broadband Bunch. Well, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. It is it is always exciting to learn what is going on with organizations around the world so involved in technology and advancements in communications in the, in the broadband world. Of course, that is our focus here. Before we jump into the conversation, for those who might not be familiar uh, either with you or with Positron, give us the overview, if you would, please. Well, Positron is a 50 years young company that uh, has had a n- numerous uh, spin-off over the years. Uh, Positron was well known in the 80s for its 911 solutions uh, used by lots of different cities. And that was spun out uh, actually sold about uh, 15 years ago. And Positron also was famous for uh, being one of the first uh, Sonet solution for CLEX in the late 90s. And again, that went public and was later acquired uh, by Marconi. So at Positron, we like to do the things that are really difficult over existing wiring, whether it is in the outside plant with our lineup of uh, DSL amplifiers, or whether it is part of the in-building wiring, whether it's telephone or coax pairs to deliver significantly more bandwidth to the subscribers that are otherwise left uh, on server, poorly served. You made mention of being able to uh, serve um, uh, buildings, uh, MDUs uh, are a big part of the challenge with infrastructure. And I know that Positron has been uh, extremely active in uh, technology advancements that have really turned that world on its head. And I'm extremely interested because one of the biggest challenges traditionally when we talk about MDUs, MTUs, is the bandwidth that's available. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in that realm. Right. So we've been talking to a lot of the ILX that have been our traditional customers. And one of the challenges they shared with us is now they, they're now able to get fiber down the street quite efic- efficiently and cost effectively. That's no longer 
magic for them. They, they, they have it down to a nice predictable set or process. The challenge that they have is entering into these older buildings. And by older, we mean anything that's 15 years or older, not something that is, was built uh, after the, the war. So they have massive unknowns to try and bring fiber to these apartments. There's no conduit. They don't know what's in the walls. The owners are not overly excited with the prospect that they now need to have this heavy duty construction, opening walls, and, and so on. And what they end up doing is they just pass the MDU. And that means that they're unable to compete very efficiently with the cable MSOs that have a, almost a quasi-monopoly when it comes to serving MDUs. You talk about the uh, the challenges with, with MDUs and obviously the, the infrastructure, a big part of that. Uh, many of the older buildings not even having uh, wiring closets uh, to deal with. And when you, you find a, a building like that and the tenants at such a disadvantage, and especially in the age where connectivity is so vitally important, how has Positron been able to, to enter that part of the market? Yeah, well, so we basically came at a time uh, where COVID was just about to hit. So there are some positive things maybe with COVID for some uh, people where basically they are now stuck at home, but they finally have a solution. The first members of the GAM, our G.H. and Access Multiplexer solution, uh, were launched at the end of 2019. So we were there a few months test, being tested with some carriers, and then uh, people started to be confined at home and were really eager to get more bandwidth. And luckily, we were there to serve them through these ILEX mostly, uh, but also wireless ISPs that had the ability to bring bandwidth to the building, but not inside the building. So that's how we got started. And that's how we saw that there is a, a, a critical need to do this to bridge the digital divide. And you, you hit on something that's so important, and, and that the digital divide concept. And so many parts of society uh, tend to be affected more harshly with that. Uh, many times low income, special needs, uh, residents in, in many places. And I'm curious to learn more about uh, a very successful project uh, that you have uh, going on with Montgomery County in Maryland. Tell us about that. Yeah, so this one was an interesting project. We met them about two years ago in, at the times where trade shows were still in place. And they had shown curiosity uh, with our solution and what they do, Montgomery County has been very proactive to bring fiber to us local government buildings, schools, and regional areas, libraries where people congregate. And actually, one of their employees was going downtown Rockville and saw this new property being put up. So they kind of inquired what, what this property was all about. And it, it was a new project called Main Street aimed at providing proper housing to young adults with special needs. And it is, it's a couple of uh, real estate uh, people that uh, have a son with a special need. And they said that son was coming to a point where they said, we want to give them freedom. Sure. So they built this facility with about 70 apartments 
I think it's about 10 of them that are left for uh, people with just economical pressure, not necessarily special needs. And we partner with Cisco and Plume to basically deliver gigabit speeds to all of the uh, tenants in that facility. You know, that's amazing what you just said, delivering one gigabit service to residents in a, a multi-tenant uh, area that has traditionally not been served even to the average bandwidth that that uh, single-family homes would have. Talk about the response that, uh, that that has made in the market, what you see as the future of utilizing that same technology in other projects. Well, we, we're not having follow-on project discussions with Montgomery County. They have a lot of other properties, uh, subsidized housing projects uh, in the county that they now want to serve with the same technology. And remote education is probably one of the main critical elements. But what we had seen with uh, people being, having to work from home is they need a lot more bandwidth. And we saw that years ago when we launched our DSL amplifier solution where uh, a recently divorced lady with a couple of young kids needed to find a new job in, near Orlando, Florida. So you would think, hey, this is in an area well-developed, but where she lived, she could only get barely one megabit per second, and her new job opportunity required her to have at least 10 megabits. And a simple DSL amplifier changed the day for that for her and basically allowed her to start her new life. And we see the same thing with Montgomery County where people can have now training for jobs. They can now have jobs that they can fulfill from home if they're uh, limited in their ability to travel or to go from places to places. And that's what we are able to do for them. And we see that happening in many other projects with similar type of uh, challenges. Am I correct in the assumption, Pierre, that not only are you able to deliver these tremendous bandwidths with this product, but also to do so in a time frame much more condensed than would be the case if you were having to utilize traditional uh, hardline infrastructure. Is that, a, is that a correct assumption? Well, absolutely, Craig. We are working in areas where we have to go into smaller MDUs or sometimes uh, garden-style uh, residential projects where bearing the fiber it would be a requirement for aesthetics, but the, the time it takes to get the permit, the cost, and the uh, disruptions that the homeowner association doesn't quite appreciate just makes these type of projects really challenging, very expensive and cumbersome. With our technology, all we need is a single fiber drop at the entry point into this new development area, and we can leverage the existing copper outside plant pairs in place and a very innovative daisy chain uh, deployment approach that our technology enables, and we can deliver gigabit speeds again to 30, 40 households per drop, just, just the same way that the GPON does. But in no time, there's no need to wait for uh, the local power utility to bring power because the units are reverse power fed and it deploys in hours. We, we can turn up a small MDU in less than a, probably three, four hours. Yeah, 
That is that is so intriguing to me, Pierre, because uh, part of the big challenge uh, that providers have with addressing the digital divide, obviously, is not only the investment that's required, but the, the time component to make that become reality because the need is immediate. People need connectivity uh, now, and it's obvious that you have addressed that uh, so well. Uh, by the way, this is the Broadband Bunch. Our guest today, the President and Chief Technology Officer of Positron Access Solutions, Pierre Trudeau. And Pierre, I know that uh, there are a lot of examples that uh, that we can utilize with regard to the need for being able to have dependable uh, bandwidth uh, in our homes, in our places that we're now sort of becoming the remote office, if you will. And I think that uh, if, if memory serves, you probably have a personal experience that uh, <laughs> addresses the need for, for bandwidth in all parts of your home, <laughs> if you would share that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, I'm in the in, base outside of Montreal, so we have our in, large in, incumbent ILEC that uh, spent the better part of a year to bury fiber in our community. We're a small community of about 10,000 people, so what, 2,500 homes or so. They spent a good chunk of money to bring fiber to everyone. So the, their rep, after this was all done, was doing going door to door to sell their new service with a nice promotion. So I said, sure. Come Saturday, 8 a.m., and right on the dot, the tech knocks on the door, and so I open up. I'm all happy. Hey, I'm going to get fiber. And... They couldn't install me. The fiber drop is right in front of my house, but on the wrong side of my driveway. The installation crew did not notice that all of the other services, so my old legacy telephone line, cable, uh, natural gas, electricity, all came on the opposite side of the home mm. in between my, me and my neighbor's house. And I can get connected. It, it would have cost them probably a couple thousand dollars to stretch the fiber for just one drop to get into my home. Wow. So I said they were not keen on doing this. And then doing walkabouts with my wife, she was asking, why are you looking this way at the ground in these buried boxes? Because I <laughs> noticed that I was not the only one. Probably 50% of the installations were done in the same kind of fashion. So Google Map is a great tool, but you have to have probably much better mapping tools to do a proper job. So I still love my cable TV provider. You know, you look at the advances that are being made in so many different areas. And, of course, we've touched on the, the gigabit to, to MDUs and MTUs and, uh, to some degree, your, your broadband reach extender. But there is a whole lot more going on at Positron uh, dealing with you know, carrier Ethernet, uh, backhaul solutions. Tell us some of the other things going on right now at Positron. Well, people look at G.HN as the an access technology, which it is. Uh, we're now working with carriers to basically extend multi-gigabit fiber for business connectivity, for carrier Ethernet solutions, where the last few hundred feet of fiber may be really difficult to install. There may be natural obstacles. Maybe there's a large parking lot that would be cost prohibitive to trench. Maybe there's a river, a railway, whatever. So we are working with them to employ our technology to temporarily for the last couple hundred feet to carry that five to 10 gigabit over multiple telephone pairs aggregated together so that we can bring this very high bandwidth uh, services into a building. And we're also working with uh, 
4G, 5G uh, fixed wireless early deployment that are aimed to serve small buildings, but that still need our technology to distribute the Ethernet or the IP feed to all of the tenants inside the building. Interesting. And, you know, obviously there are tremendous successes with all of the areas of advancement that uh, Positron has been involved with. Also challenges that, that are part of the equation as well. If, if you could sort of uh, look at things with a back to the future type uh, approach, if you could take yourself back 10 years ago and whisper something in your, in your own ear uh, that would, would help you position uh, the efforts of the company perhaps a little more, uh, a little more well, what would that be? Uh, I think we would look at IT integration, not at the base technology. And the reason I'm bringing this up is we control the technology. We can build the, the best possible product. When it comes to integrate our solution with the large carriers, uh, there's always this ghost in the background. It's called IT that no one wants to wake up. No one dares to challenge yet they are critical to complete an, an integration and allow operators to take advantage of the new technology. So we're very pleased to start to work with back-end vendors, OSS, BSS integration services like ETI software to proactively integrate their services or their systems with our technology to make it ready to deploy by large operators that rely on these type of uh, solutions. That's exciting. Talk about the benefits of having those relationships, those integrations already done. Well, it, it saves time for us, obviously, as we go and reach out to our customers or prospects, but also for our prospects, they are relieved to find out that we already went through the effort with our partners to go through the, this integration, which means that they can save a lot of time. And usually our sponsors dread the discussion with IT that says, hey, we want to onboard this technology. And then IT says, well, what it's going to cost you millions of dollars and so on. And they can say, well, we've already spoken to Positron and they have partnered with our IT, uh, especially on uh, systems, especially on the BSS to, to manage subscribers. And it's, it's already done. We have only a little bit of verification to do. We don't have a massive... Uh, project in front of us. So that is definitely a key benefit that we see. And we're thankful to our partners to have accepted to work with us on that uh, challenge. Absolutely. You know, when you look at your career in the industry, uh, you've been involved in so many exciting things. You know, uh, it's, it's intriguing to me to be able to visit with someone who holds multiple patents, because that obviously speaks to uh, a, a passion for uh, seeing things develop in a positive way. Uh, as you look back at your career, what's been the driving force for you? What what brings that passion to to what you do? I guess curiosity. It all starts with trying to understand challenges, understand issues, and. Early on when I was in doing my computer science degree, I discovered telecom and it was to me like a revelation to have these machines that could talk to one another. And then over time, I realized the benefits, the value of 
what it means to connect point A to point B and C and D and so on. And it's always so refreshing, so rewarding to understand the impact we have on people's life that they find really interesting ways to use our, our solutions and technology. So this is what has been driving me for the last almost 40 years. And I, I don't, I'm still excited to just discover almost every other day there's someone that comes with a novel way to you. So can we do this with your product? And we try to make sure the answer is yes. If no, we'll say, well, let, let us think about this and we'll help you one way or another. Right. So it's always very refreshing. I know that, that part of the enjoyment for you also has been your uh, your tenure at, uh, at Positron. And uh, obviously a very forward-thinking uh, organization. Um, and I know that uh, it's impossible to... To, to pull out the crystal ball and see what is going to, to exist five, 10 years down the road. But if you were to hazard a guess, where do you see future areas of development, not only for Positron, but the industry as a whole? I think there's been recent effort on the quality of user experience. And I think that is probably the next barrier where uh, defining the user experience is no longer to say, okay, my speed test is giving me so many megabits per second. It's more about how easily I can connect my new devices, how secure I feel that my network is not going to be at, how I can feel that the all these smart meters that I'm starting to add to my network will give me a, a better overall environment and will help my family feel at home that uh, and also help the environment with better economies where we can be smarter about managing heat and cold because us here in Montreal we get both sure and and that's it, so it's all about getting a platform that will uh, always anticipate what the next application is you, you touched on something there that I think is, is so uh, vital uh, and and growing more so each and every day and that's the the Internet of Things and the connectivity that we all have with all the devices. And if you walk into anyone's home, you would have dozens, literally, in, in many cases, of uh, things uh, attached to, uh, to, to the Internet, so to speak. Um, is there a, a limit to, to what you would, would see developing in that regard? Is there, is there a threshold out there? I don't think there's a limit because I remember where when I started my career and we had products that went from 9,600 bits per second to 64 kilobits per second and people were ecstatic. Sure. Now we're talking to 10 people that we can give them gigabits and they don't need the gigabit now. Their average users is 30, 40 megabits going up though, especially in the upstream. And the gigabit will not be the limit. It's basically how can we easily onboard new devices that offer new services and also existing devices that will suddenly be used for ways that people never anticipated? Mm -hmm. So th that's the challenge. And it means that we always have to make sure we have a very robust uh, underlying platform for the solution that allows us to add software features. It's not all about the hardware. Hardware is critical, no questions. It's all about the software and the integration with the other parts of the network, because the, the keyword, it's a network. It's not just individual devices. All of these 
elements need to work alongside and clean nicely with one another. Being able to to uh, to orchestrate that uh, in a seamless uh, way is is the key. You touched on something that that I'm intrigued about, and that uh, uh, with reference to the uh, the bandwidth that in reality is is required, and and everyone I think probably is consumed with. Uh, you know, having gig service and, in, and if they can find synchronous gig, that's awesome. But in reality, uh, the the number is probably much less than that. That's that's truly required for most of what we do on a daily basis. If you were going to hazard a guess uh, or from your position, what would you say that number is? The I ask that question all the time to our uh, carrier customers, our the operators, and. The answer is about 30 to 40 megabits per second okay. per users. It has gone up in the upstream direction a lot, but the peak in the downstream has not changed that much, which is a bit surprising. Uh, but in the daytime, the, the applications are different from nighttime, but the actual bandwidth doesn't change that much. So what we have to do now is we have to work with the diversity of services that are latency and jitter intolerant at times mm -hmm. so quality of service and a predictable amount of bandwidth is definitely a concern that needs to be taken into consideration for anyone that operates a net access network whether it is to serve residential customers or businesses or a mix of the two uh, when you have increasingly a number of people working from home that is great. Well, Pierre, it has been an absolute uh, pleasure to visit with you today. Um, you have done so much over the, the course of your career and, and tremendous work going on there at Positron. As we begin to wind up uh, the visit, if you look back over your tenure there at Positron, what's been one thing that stands out as, as the, the most rewarding, both personally and professionally? Uh, first of all, it's the people I work with. And it's the customers that uh, we serve that are always a pleasure uh, to ent interface, interact with. Uh, there, people sometimes find uh, ways to be unhappy about things. And I think we, I'm fortunate to work with people that don't take anything for granted and that are always on the lookout to go the extra mile for, go the extra step for their own customers. So we work with carriers that have really forward thinking and go sometimes beyond the call of duty to serve their customers. And we appreciate when we can help them achieve that. Yeah, I think that, that's the true sense of synergy and forward thinking and uh, caring for one uh, for ultimately the people that we deliver services to our customers. Absolutely. And that, that's the, the perfect example of the servant's mentality looking to go the extra mile, not taking anything for granted, and keeping their best interests first and foremost. It has been a blast to visit with you, Pierre. I look forward to an opportunity down the line to see what else is uh, evolving at Positron. Uh, we greatly appreciate you being part of our podcast today. That's going to wrap up this edition. On behalf of everyone here, I'm Craig Corwin. Thanks for letting us be a part of your day. We'll see you next time right here on the Broadband Bunch. So long, everyone. <laughs>